This is Third and Long. I'm Chandler. I'm Justin. And this week we are here to give you a recap on NFL playoffs. All right, Justin, should we start with some super wild card weekend? Six oh, games? For sure, for sure. Definitely a good place to start. The Colts played the Bills. Colts were seated seventh while the Bills were seated second. And the Bills took the win. 27 to 24, a close game. Very close game. Definitely came down to the wire. A controversial call at the at the end of the game. Whether fumble. Oh, I don't I don't think they got that one right. But luckily that one stayed with the Bills. They they deserve to win the game. And unfortunately, that was uh Phillip Rivers last game, most likely in the NFL, which is definitely sad because he had a great career. I agree. And the Bills then moved on to their divisional round, but Stick with the wild cards for now. The Rams, who were seated sixth, played the Seahawks, seated third, and the Rams went to Seattle, took the win 30 to 20. That was very surprising. It was. And, you know, the Rams coming in with their backup quarterback, who then has to go to the hospital on their <laughs> second possession. And then uh, Goff comes back in. Th- three pins in his thumb and takes it. That was crazy. I can't even imagine like how the Seahawks had to be feeling after like you're playing the backup quarterback. He didn't look very good against, I mean, he was decent, but not too good against Arizona the week before. And then you think, okay, we're at home, you know, we're like the three seed. We'll, we'll take the win, head on to the next round. And then <laughs> next thing you know, you got like Jared Goff in the game and you, you can't really move the ball. Very close. Uh, Aaron Donald left the game with a rib injury. It was just leaning in Seattle's favor, but Russell Wilson couldn't get it together with five sacks. Ooh, they they definitely need to address the O line in this uh, free agency and draft because they're ne- they're not going to get the running game going. And if even though DK Metcalf may be open forty yards down the field, there's only so fast he can run before Russell Wilson's getting sacked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and you know we we talked about it many weeks prior about how great Russell Wilson looked in the beginning of the season he was in the running for that MVP but then I mean I think this just shows first round of the playoffs supposed to be this great team but just can't bring it together yeah I think it's starting to become a debate whether Russell Wilson's even like a top five quarterback after he ended the season I feel like this has happened a, a lot of years. He has like one really good half and run really bad half. I think not like last year he did the exact same thing. So teams may be figuring out what to do with the Seahawks offense later in the season. And then the Bucks, who were seated fifth, played Washington, seated fourth. And the Bucks won over Washington 31 to 23. Almost a big upset. <laughs> Oh, Taylor Heineke almost upset the Bucks. That would have been crazy if Tom Brady lost to Washington in the first round. Oh. And it was only his second career start. <laughs> Washington on what, like their sixth quarterback or something like that? Oh, it's ridiculous. It's I, I can't imagine the amount of pressure he had and Wolford had in their first debuts in the in their second starts in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, and then. Bucks advanced. They want their first playoff win since 2002. 
which I mean, general theme of this playoffs, like a lot of teams that we don't normally see, which I think is very cool, something different, especially with the super wildcard weekend, which allowed then more teams to play. Yeah, I definitely like the super wildcard weekend. The more playoff teams, the better, you know, it keeps fan bases engaged for the whole season. Teams that are like eight and eight, they can like now make the playoffs even though they'll be playing like the two seed, but it definitely makes it interesting. And then plus that allows for some big upsets. Definitely there in the future, there'll definitely be some very, very big upsets. And then Ravens who are seated fifth beat the Titans seated fourth, 20 to 13. Ravens had some strong D and uh, Tannehill allowing that interception at the end. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing throwing to Khalif Raymond at the prime time end of the game. A little questionable. I'd be throwing to my best options like AJ Brown, bigger receivers. That's that's who I would want to design my plays for. But Titans had success on offense throughout the season. But if you it's shown repeatedly, if you stop Derrick Henry, you can beat the Titans. And that's what yep. the Ravens did. Derrick Henry is their offense. Held only 40 yards, and that's the key to beating them. Yeah, I think Off teams next year, they'll just be stacking the box constantly, force the Tannehill and the rest of the receiving corps to beat them, especially if Corey Davis leaves in free agency. And then the Bears, seeded seventh, played the Saints, seeded second, and the Saints won 21-9. to Saints dominated. I can't believe that guy. I forget who it was, but he dropped the ball like in the end zone on the touchdown for the Bears in like the first quarter. And first then it was never the same. No, that was the game right there. It was over immediately. It was. <laughs> momentum was never with the Bears again. If like if he just caught that touchdown, I think it would have been a much closer game. The Bears would have had that momentum, carried it with them, but instead they went one for ten on third down. <laughs> You can't win many games doing that, especially if uh, Mitchell Trubisky is your quarterback. <laughs> Could have been his last game with the Bears as well. Yeah, I can't. I saw like this stat how like great his record was with the Bears, and I couldn't believe it. Since it's weird, like some of these quarterbacks, like Jared Goff and Mitchell Trubisky, you don't think of them as like you know big names, and then they have like these great starting records that are better than a lot of other quarterbacks. Yeah. And the Browns played the Steelers. Browns six seed, Steelers third seed, and the Browns won forty-eight to thirty-seven. A shootout. What a game that was! That was a shocker from the opening snap. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, uh, it doesn't get better than that. Great game. Pittsburgh lost for their last what, like four games of the season, five games of the season, and this just then showed that. They had an easy schedule, and they were never able to pick it back up after a loss. Yeah, they really they had they won a lot of these close games versus sub five hundred, not you know not that great of teams. And once they started playing some real teams, and some of the breaks, you know, maybe the ball bounces one way, or the ref calls a penalty or something didn't go their way, and they weren't a good enough football team to overcome that. And then moving on to the divisional round. The Rams played the Packers, and the Packers won 32-18. to 18. Packers dominated offensively, having almost 500 yards of offense. 
Yeah, that was definitely definitely a sol- one of the most solid wins, I would say, in the entire playoffs. Packers played a great game. Rams definitely deserved to be there. They they held their own, but it was clearly the Packers were the better team in that one. I agree. Momentum was always with them. It was never really doubted too much. Then moving on to AFC game, Rams playing the Bills, Ravens playing the Bills, <laughs> the Bills won 17-3. Both teams was a questionable game, I would say. <laughs> Definitely. That was very, very surprising. I thought the Ravens, obviously Lamar got hurt in the fourth quarter, but that I thought they would come out looking much better than they did. Three points on the scoreboard. If- and then the Ravens just couldn't capitalize. They were inside the Bills 35 times and got three points from it. I you can't do that like a pick six Lamar threw in the red zone when a backup quarterback came in he had like Marquise Brown running for an easy touchdown overthrows him like in the playoffs especially against a team like the Bills you can't be making mistakes like that yeah just giving him the ball right back to Josh Allen (laughs) definitely not not a good plan and back to the NFC, Bucks played the Saints, and the Bucks won thirty to twenty. Perhaps Drew Brees' last game. Yeah, his last game. He had a great, great career as well. Him and Philip Rivers retiring in the same year is definitely sad for the NFL. And it's a shame that Drew Brees. He had a lot of really good teams the past three or four years, and they they couldn't get it done. But he definitely had a great career, Hall of Famer for sure. Definitely. And Devin White had a great game for the Bucks. Crucial interception, fumble recovery, led the team in tackles. Definitely sealed the deal on the Saints win. Definitely. He was proving how great he was a top 10 pick for, for the Bucks in that one. They needed every bit of him. And moving back to the AFC, Cleveland playing the Chiefs. Chiefs won 17, or 22 to 17. That was a that was a shocking game. It looked like it was over. You know, the Chiefs were pulling away, and then oh, and then Chad Henney on fourth down to seal the deal. Wow. And then I mean, like I saw Mahomes leave the game, and I was like, "That's it, Browns won." But yeah. his backup stayed strong. He did what he had to do. Yeah, he did. You know, he gave him a, a decent enough lead, and. When it came in clutch, you know, he, he made the right plays and the Chiefs defense came through. The Browns, they got the ball back, you know, with like, it was like, I think four four or five minutes left in the game to go drive down score. I don't think the Chiefs would have been able to drive down with Chad Henney to go get a game-winning field goal and Baker couldn't get it done. So, yeah. but Browns have a bright future for the next few years. Yeah, so. I'm excited to see next year. Same with the Bills. I'm excited. I think both teams are going to come out even stronger next year. Oh, definitely. They're definitely two title contenders for next year, and I think they're only going to get better. And moving on to the championship round. NFC, Packers hosted the Bucks, and the Bucks won 31-26. to I have a lot to say. <laughs> Go for <laughs> it. Go for it. Man. Well, <laughs> starting with... Rodgers, well, not Rodgers' decision. Coaches Matt LaFleur not going for it when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback on fourth down. 
fourth and goal, game on the line, only three minutes left of the game, and you kick a field goal when you're down by eight. I I just don't I don't understand it at all. You have you literally have like the league MVP as your quarterback. This is what you pay him for. Like when else are you going to use him in this clutch situation? You know, him, Devontae Adams, throw that ball up, give them the best chance they have by kicking the field goal, especially with the Bucks have a good running game, you know, Tom Brady, all these weapons. You you can't in a shootout, you can't guarantee you're going to get a stop when you need one. And it that's not how the game was trending at all. I agree. And then it was almost this a very smart decision. Well, Packers almost stopped them, but then pass interference call, which hadn't been called all game. Very <laughs> late flag. <laughs> yeah, that that was unfortunate. I mean, it was it was probably pass interference, but there were a lot of earlier pass interferences as well at the end of the second half, you know, grabbing I think it was Alan Lazard's jersey to get the interception that led to the t- touchdown at the crucial crucial plays. And usually they don't call those like a few years ago when it was Saints Rams, you know, the guy gets decked and it's, they don't even call pass interference. So a little surprising. Yeah. But I do have to say Kevin King definitely did not do his best letting wide receivers behind him left and right, just not doing his job. Oh, that, that play, not even his, the terrible play at the end of the first half, but like earlier in the game when Mike Evans caught that touchdown and he like jumped like like so early. So early. There was like games. It was just like him jumping the ball like five feet above like his hands in front of him. It's just what? Like if he times that jump, he could easily intercept that pass. Like easily. Or at least knock it, make it harder for him to catch. But no, I'm just gonna jump 10 seconds early. There is there's no way the the Green Bay fans should allow him to be back in Green Bay for next season. I highly doubt that he will be. No no chance. So, some team in the AFC that that wasn't watching the game, they'll they'll take a chance on him. And then even Jair Alexander had two back-to-back picks and the Packers couldn't capitalize on him. When I know it was, it was weird. I like all like Aaron Rodgers, the Packers offense, they look so good. And then just all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, Tom Brady, he like started throwing a bunch. He threw like three picks in the second half and just couldn't capitalize at all. I know. Just Rodgers kept trying to target Devontae and just, I feel like forgot about his running backs who at that time Jones was out, but still they have two great running backs from all Williams and Dylan. So just very confused why they weren't trying to run the ball as well. Yeah, it just it just doesn't make sense. You know, you draft a running back in the second round, and you know, you've had the whole season. You, AJ Dillon had a couple good games. You you think you'd give him the rock? Yeah. He, he was running with a purpose and they they didn't give him enough opportunities. Hopefully the Packers get a wide receiver too, though. They definitely could use that. <laughs> Perhaps Stefan Diggs. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think that. the NFL will allow that. <laughs> he said I forget what teams he named. He named like three teams and he was like, Oh yeah, I'd, I'd go to the Packers, and then he named like I think two other teams. I was like, Oh yeah, c- come on over. 
Devontae Adams, you know, Stefan Diggs, Robert Tanyan, no, no biggie, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> then no excuses not to get to the Super Bowl at that point. And moving on to then the AFC Championship game, Chiefs beat the Bills 38-24. to I mean, even just leading into this game, how Mahomes leaves the game with, you know, like, a maybe concussion. He was stumbling, couldn't even walk. And then leading up to this game, like, I'm like, oh, my God, like, Bills have it, whatever. Like, it's going to the Bills. They didn't have the backup taking any snaps in practice. It was all Mahomes. And I was like, okay, well, then if he's playing, he's going to get hit once and go out. That'll be it. (laughs) He showed up, played great, didn't appear to have any sign of getting hurt the previous week. Yeah, he he definitely after the concussion, he has turf toe. They're saying he needs like surgery possibly in the off season, and he looks as good as he ever has. Comes out, you know, delivers. The Chiefs defense did what they needed to do. It was it was a good game, and I think the Bills. I think this game sort of showed the gap really between the Chiefs and the Bills. And is it? I think the Bills can probably overcome that gap possibly in the offseason, but the Chiefs are showing they're clearly the best team in the AFC. I agree. I think there was no question from the start of the game that it was going to the Chiefs. The Chiefs always appear to be in control of the game. They did. They Once Patrick Mahomes is like out there, they got into their rhythm, getting Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, the ball. I mean, after that McCole Hardman fumble, you know, 9 nothing. you're like – it, could this happen, you know? But then just like last year when they were losing like 24 to nothing in the playoffs, they easily come back. Next thing you know, they're on top. Yeah. So that leaves the Chiefs and the Bucks to play this in the Super Bowl this Sunday. Chiefs back-to-back appearances, perhaps back-to-back wins. And then Bucks having, for the first time ever, home field advantage in the playoffs or any team. Yeah, very, very uh, strange, especially in a COVID year, in this COVID year, and there'll be, I think they said 25,000 fans present. Like, it'll, if it was a full stadium and it was all Buccaneers fans, that would be crazy. Be, like, it's just so not fair. <laughs> not, not fair at all. Not fair at all. I'm sure if they could move the stadium, they would at this point. Yeah. And then this will be Brady's 10th appearance, and – could be seventh Super Bowl win, which personally I'm hoping not. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. It's uh, I mean, if the Buccaneers win, you know, great for Tampa Bay. They haven't won in a while. And, you know, the Chiefs won last year. But I don't know. Tom, Tom Brady, he's won a lot. Uh, plenty, plenty of his career. And the Buccaneers, they'll, I'm sure them and the Chiefs, they'll both be back in the playoff race for next year. For the, yeah. for the rematch. But if Brady wins, I don't know if Mahomes will be able to catch him in, like, if you're talking about, like, one of the greatest players of all time argument, you know, it's basically if, like, Michael Jordan and LeBron James, like, went head-to-head. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, I think it's really going to come down to they both have great defenses, so it's going to come down to then run game and passing. Yeah, Steve Spagnola, he's done it with the Giants in the past twice, shut down Brady, see if he can do it a third time. 
Well, you want to talk about the Stafford golf trade? Sure. Yeah, we can talk about that. All right. So Stafford of the Lions was traded for Jared Goff of the Rams. So now Stafford will be playing in L.A. and Goff will be playing in Detroit. They were trying to get, originally, the Rams were trying to get Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers said, absolutely not. We're not talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame the Packers. They they should not be trading Aaron Rodgers, no matter what he's saying. Like, no way. The heat of the moment. It happens. Move on. But... I think that this is a great move for Stafford. I mean, I think he's gonna. I think Rams are gonna do great next year. I think Stafford is a great QB, and now he has some more weapons. I think I'm. I'm excited to see him there. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really exciting. I think the Rams with this trade, you know, they now they put a lot of pressure on themselves. They they basically have to win the Super Bowl now in the next like two to three years with Stafford because. Goff, you know, he got them to the divisional game this season a couple of years ago, got them to the Super Bowl. So now you're looking for Matthew Stafford, who's probably a better quarterback than Jared Goff to get you over the hump. But the Lions, I I definitely like the trade for them too. I think they, in rebuilding mode, you know, you get two first rounders, you get Jared Goff, you see for a year if he's the guy, if not, get rid of, you can easily get rid of him and then just like trade up for your quarterback. So I think it's a good trade for both sides. I agree. I'm excited to see how both teams develop and move on from the trade. It'll just be weird to see Matthew Stafford in a Rams uniform. I know. (laughs) And then now having golf like in the Packers, like their division and everything, just it's going to be different not having Stafford. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I think it'll it'll help out all the uh, NFC North teams, I think, that – less chance of any like upsets happening and this was another episode of third and long i'm chandler i'm justin and tune in next week to hear the latest sports news updates on all professional sports and as always remind you to open your mind